0: I'm going to miss everybody, I'm going to miss everybody, I'm going to miss everybody, and I'm going to miss everybody. See you at
1: the crossroads, crossroads, see you at the crossroads, crossroads. Alright, what the fork is up? Welcome back. It's What's up boy. you
0: messy benches? What's y'all?
2: Yeah. <coughs> Today I is... Have a, I don't have a curse word. <laughs> Think of one. Caesar
0: yep. already said before.
1: Yeah. So today we're doing good place. The good place. Or just good place. And I have Karen.
0: Hello. And then Michelle. The editor. Extraordinaire. I'm gonna take it slow. We can
1: take it sleazy. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ah. So t- so we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take it sleazy for this episode. So we recently finished it. Michelle watched it recently and I thought it'd be a good idea to revisit the show since it just ended. So I guess we'll start off. What did you think of this like going into it and then because I think I think the thing about the show is that when you first start watching it you're like what am I watching and then by the end of the first season you get a picture of what Mm -hmm. it what it starts to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me a little bit about that experience.
2: I think for me well, I, wa- I had watched the first episode like a while ago. Um, my sister recommended it to me and we watched the pilot together and I didn't I didn't really enjoy the pilot. I don't know. What about it? It was presented to me like like I heard other people talk about it. Like
1: it, it was hype. Do you have an issue yeah. with hype?
2: Not because of the hype. I was just expecting it to be funnier and I didn't think the first episode was that funny.
1: I feel like I didn't I didn't know what it was when I first watched the first episode.
2: Yeah, there's probably some of that too.
1: I, but mm-hmm. I was I was intrigued by the concept. I was like, "Oh, this is cool, like a kind of heaven thing." Mm-hmm. And then as soon as like they started talking about like uh, like philosophy and shit, I got into it. Mm. But for sure the comedy, the first time I watched it took a it took a while to grow on me mm-hmm. cuz I feel like it it wasn't fully developed. Uh, like, right away. Like, you have to grow into kind of, like, what the show is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like even community has that a little bit. You have to kind of get adjusted to the rhythm of the show. Like, the, the humor and, like, the way they, the characters play off of each other. Yeah. And I think by the end of the first season, you start to kind of like these characters. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Karen? What was it like for you the first time around?
0: I, I think I started watching it when it was still, like, when it was still airing. Like, I watched the first episode the week it came out. And I was intrigued because I love uh, Chris and Bell. Right. And, yeah, like, the first season was, like, fine. Like, the, like going through the first season, I was like, oh, this is, this is fine. I'm getting the hang of it, you know. There's some bumps, a little rough sometimes. But then by the finale of the first season, I was, like, sold. I was, like, all in. I was, like, telling everybody to watch it.
1: Right. You. You it was yeah, just you because we're together <laughs> This <is> season <laughs> 2017 because i had seen the first episode I, I don't remember if i started like binging it because that's how i remember it i was like I, I zoomed through the first season and i remember like being oh yeah this shows just shit like after the first season but you know this this time watching it this time around like i had already i already loved these characters so i was just like oh this is like just hanging out with my friends
2: yeah like, it was nice
1: seeing how they are in the beginning
2: mm-hmm. i was gonna say we forgot to say the spoilers for the whole oh movie. yeah
1: yeah so this episode we're doing the whole series so there's gonna be spoilers for the entire series so I, I guess we'll start off with what was it like revisiting it Karen? it
0: was nice revisiting it now that like as a whole i while it was on it was one of my favorite tv shows and i like was really emotional seeing it come to an
1: end. What made it your favorite, though?
0: I just, you know, I just love the fact that everybody had, like, became a good person in the end. And, like, nobody was ever, like, too far gone from, like, Salvi. Like, no one was ever, like, too bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was always a little bit of hope that, like, they could be turned into good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that optimism.
1: Right. I agree. I mean, it's it's very... I feel like you could you could make some connections between the wholesomeness of this show and Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. like I you know there's been I feel like in some media recently there's been like an uptick in kind of like earnest sincere kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, all right. So the first season it gets into this idea of like meta ethics mm-hmm. or like what is morality and like how do you achieve it basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you get all of these characters who end up in what they think is the good place, right? And they each have feelings about it. So, like, Eleanor, by, like, the third, fourth episode, we find out that, like, she doesn't belong. And, like, we see it pretty early on that, like, she, she looks a little guilty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then Chidi obviously deals with...
0: Chidi deals with indecision because his whole life he's studied philosophy and he thinks that he can make the perfect decision if he just thinks about it hard enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Which leads to him never making a decision. Mm-hmm. And
1: Tahani.
2: And Tahani is very, she's very full of herself. But then also, like, she thinks that she's, like, holier like, than thou just because of all the things she did on Earth. Which was, like, a lot of philanthropy and money raising for all these causes.
1: Right. Right. But we quickly learned that she was doing it for all the wrong reasons, and it was like she wanted the she wanted the praise for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she did these good things, but what made her a bad person was that she wanted like praise for it. Yeah, yeah. she wanted glory. Right, and then Jason. There's Jason who I I don't know how, how would you even describe it. I think I just wrote down like he just wanted to be himself.
0: Yeah i think that yeah that's that's like the ongoing thing
1: yeah because like he's silent for like the first half of the first season because he's a monk a taiwanese monk Mm -hmm. and then you find out that him and eleanor are like for sure the ones who don't belong yeah because there's like pandemonium starts to ensue like around them around the neighborhood yeah but like the, the main idea i think in the first season is like all right can you be a better person just by knowing how to like ethics you know like knowing mm-hmm. morality like does that necessarily make you a good person you know cause Eleanor realizes that like she forked up and she seeks Chidi's help to like study and become like mm-hmm. a person a better person morally but I think what like the genius of the show a lot of the times is like even the person who's teaching them like how to be benevolent isn't really benevolent because he doesn't ever really make a choice Mm -hmm. like he's burdened by indecision like he's you know like i i feel like in some ways i've never seen it but it reminds me of the wizard of oz like what every person is missing like Mm. he's like the Mm. the whatever guy without a brain or without like can't make a choice guy (laughs) and I, i i don't know like what did you guys think of that like you know you you watch it you don't really think about it in like the grand scheme of like, what are they trying to address here? You you don't think about like, Oh, they're trying to go to like the easiest way to understand good, like right and wrong and trying to study it. But there's a difference between studying it and like putting into real practice.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the focus is just like trying to teach them how to be like moral people. And can i give away the first yeah, yeah, yeah by the end of the first season you find out that they're all in the bad place and it's like if knowing morality and like knowing ethics is like ultimately makes you a good person then cheaty would have never like wound up there yeah because mm-hmm.
1: you, you get the sense that like Tahani and cheaty are like well i didn't do anything wrong yeah like yeah. the classic bit cheaty's classic bit
0: like the almond, the almond milk. Because I'm here, because <laughs> almond milk.
1: I knew it was almond. milk.
0: I just drank it all the time because I really liked it. But I knew. I mean, but what's also really funny about that, like, it's an ongoing, like, an ongoing uh, gag. But like that did, like, based on the point system, that did negatively impact his yeah, points.
3: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: <laughs> which I think the, the point system is also interesting. I think the show is so good at creating like the world right away like you get to understand that you know we're in a heaven type and you know by like i don't know a couple episodes in you realize that something's not right mm-hmm. but like you're still in this world and like i don't know it, it I, th- I think i was so excited by the concept of like a sitcom with like a, a big concept that like had a lot of fun you know like mm-hmm. it, it took it takes you a while to get into the rhythm because you're like, I don't know what I'm watching, really. But then when you understand it, it's like, oh, like, I'm having a lot of fun. Like, yeah. th- this mm-hmm. is just, like, some strange kind of, like, kooky shit.
0: Yeah. And it really is, like, high concept. Like, there's just. Yeah. Like, it, we were hoodwinked in the first season. Yeah. And then right at the end, we're just like, oh, sh- oh sh- what what's the. Shirt. Oh, shirt.
1: <laughs> Forking shirt balls. <laughs>
0: like oh shirt oh dip we (laughs) we've been (laughs) (laughs) doing it's also like the language is is great too like it's just
3: it's so fun
1: i Um, think yeah i think that's a good point the language mm -hmm. like you start to develop a language being a fan of the show Mm -hmm. you know like i I guess every kind of sitcom does this but this one felt especially like that because like you have this thing that it only exists in this world kind of you know Mm
0: -hmm. it's so smart that they were like able to get around like them cursing on a sitcom yeah
1: but to speak to the like the high concept part of it they hired uh drew goddard so michael sure consulted a bunch of like
2: philosophy bros well drew
1: goddard Goddard isn't like a philosophy bro but he's like uh he did like fucking uh daredevil Like, he's done, like, kind of sci-fi stuff. And he Mm -hmm. consulted Damon Lindelof, the guy who lost. So, you know, he he really tried to do that. And you even get the sense that, like, it's different than a traditional sitcom because it's serialized. Like, every single episode until the last second. Like, even rolling into the credits, which is the trademark of the show. Mm -hmm. They, like, have story. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, every episode builds off of each other. If there is one flaw that I'll say about the show that, like i used to notice when i first watched it was i felt like sometimes the story was crammed into the end like mm, there were some episodes mm-hmm. where like you get all of the story and the credits yeah like mm-hmm. the connect the connective tissue between the, 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 the episodes or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that sometimes you can tell like but you know that that's the nature of sitcoms like sometimes you just need kind of fun throw episodes
0: mm-hmm. i feel like it yeah like kind of relied on like cliffhanger endings yeah, yeah definitely um but i guess that's, that's, that's a, also like a that's sitcom that's
2: not just thing. a bad thing that's not yeah.
1: like entirely a bad thing i think also like like by the end of the first season once you realize that it is the bad place you start to realize that everything that you watched like you see it in a different like as soon as you you have the, he tells you the you know mm-hmm. eleanor figures it out like you're like oh shit like i'm watching another show like immediate, you know mm-hmm. i think i think uh i mentioned this when we, when we did search party but search party feels the same mm-hmm. way like when you watch the end of the first season, you're like, "Oh, this is a new show. Mm-hmm. Like this is like even wilder than I had expected." Because it's mm-hmm. already kind of high concept, and it gets even more high concept. You know what I mean?
2: But I think that's just the way the show also works. Like in all its seasons, I feel like every season you kind of feel like, "Oh, like this is something new." Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think that's part of what will make the show age pretty well. Is that yeah. like it's pretty tight? Like it's it's four seasons. Each season is only like twelve, thirteen episodes, and it's it's quick. It's mm-hmm. like a quick watch.
0: Yeah, we finish in like a week, two weeks.
1: Yeah, and we you like wanted to savor it. Yeah, she Definitely. was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the last two episodes. Like, we spread them <laughs> out, and I, which is I thought it was a smart idea because like you know you get to breathe with the characters. Yeah. So, I'll just mention this. We don't have to really touch on it, but it's based on No Exit, which is Sa- Sartre.
0: Sean Paul, um, and the concept
1: is basically that hell is other people, and it's because they're like locked in a place, and they bring out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. highlight each other's insecurities, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like goes. You have you start to think about that. You're like, oh yeah, well, like Michael's torturing all these people, and he's designed specific tortures for each one. Like mm-hmm. Chidi's torture, you start to find out is that he feels such a duty. To morality and and it's like philosophy, that he feels like he has to, he feels that it's his duty to help people be better, mm-hmm. and like you know I I think this is actually a moment in the second season or like the third season when uh, chidi you know puts himself volunteers himself, but he doesn't want to give up Johnny so like he makes the situation harder for himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so that that's, it's like very highly specific, tailored torture for each one. Like Tahani has to,
0: I guess her torture was like, for the first season, she was upset that like, she wasn't the highest earner in the points Mm -hmm. system. And she like barely got into the good place. Mm -hmm. She was really upset by that. And then later, like she won, like she was competing with Eleanor for Chidi's attention. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's also kind of hilarious to think about it, like post the reveal, that like <laughs> her torture is so small, but like it's like <laughs> it, it, destroys gets her every her. Time. it destroys her. <laughs> like, Even can't. into
0: the fourth season or the third season, when Eleanor is like, all you have to do is entertain them at the lake house. And she's like, but I want to do more
1: though. <laughs> yeah. She's a tryhard. Yeah. Yeah she wants credit for it all the time i guess i is jason's torture just like that he can't talk
2: it's that he can't be himself yeah you think yeah because i mean like through and through like jason's just kind of like a bro and like to basically like take a well when he got in when he was in the good place uh he was supposed to be a monk And it's, like, he's not allowed to participate in anything that, like, Jason loves. Yeah, that brings joy to (laughs) him. Exactly.
0: I think it it was also just such smart writing to make Eleanor and Jason, like, not themselves in the good place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they're the most selfish. And, Mm -hmm. like, they also didn't really care about, like, when they were alive. Like, they didn't care if they were good people or not. Yeah. Yeah. They're so, very impulsive. Yeah, they're, like, they didn't stop to think, like, how do my actions affect others? Yeah.
1: yeah. Who are your favorite characters? I, sh- I, sh- I want to get that out of the way.
2: I love Michael. But really? I also...
1: Because he's hot? Silver Fox? <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> no, I just like, like... I just like that he just wants to be human. It's, like, so cute and endearing. Yeah. It is. There's magic tricks? Yeah. <laughs> so cute. And he wants, like, the, like mundanity of humanity and that's yeah. like what makes it adorable it's like oh how sweet like this is like one of his biggest like goals in life and it's like he just wants like a simple human interaction like nothing big
0: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: what about yours?
0: I think when I first watched it I actually really like Janet's character arc I love the concept of Janet mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and like that she became much like Michael like more human as like the show went on, mm-hmm. but I think I think I just love Eleanor now. Yeah. Like I just, she's mm-hmm. just such a great character, and it was so smart how they wrote her, and like the fact that she's able to call out everybody's bullshit. Yeah,
1: she's like a bisexual queen too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that, that, that shit always gets me. When like, what are we gonna make out? right
0: now? <laughs> Has legs for days.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite character is also eleanor for sure or janet like but i feel like janet was designed to be the favorite character like Mm -hmm. she's kind of the abed of the show Mm -hmm, like she's not as quirky but she is kind of that character and like she's op you know yeah but let's talk about janet let's talk about janet as the not a robot sidekick, not a girl not a girl not a robot sidekick what do you guys think of janet
2: i love janet i was watching this video where a non-binary person was talking about how much Janet meant to them as a character. Mm. Just because Janet, like, always took, like, she pronouns, but, like, she always had to, like, accentuate that she wasn't a girl. Right. And that, like, other... a plot
1: point. Yeah. At some point.
2: And then other characters, like, recognize that in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't... I didn't really think about Janet that way. But, like, when I watched uh, this video, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, Janet can be read that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty dope.
1: I think you're pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I feel like Janet is, like, a Tumblr wet dream. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I wasn't on Tumblr in <laughs> 2017. Oh, my God. But I feel like just, like, the way that she's written, like, this type of character attracts the like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be mean but like color haired tumblr people <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just something about this character type yeah that's just like beloved in that fandom. Yeah,
0: she's like quirky lacks Know-it-all, social skills
1: says kind of like calls calls it like it is like she'll be like oh columbus is actually in the bad place because yeah. of all the rape and genocide
0: like i love that i like straight up remember taking like a snapchat of that scene because i'm just like wow i love this show i think you sent that to me I, I, yeah you did send
1: that to me i remember that
0: i'm just like watch this show right now yeah. <laughs> which i think adds to your point
1: i mean not, not to say that's a bad thing necessarily like i think she's a great character she's like i mean abed is great you know like mm-hmm. they they're a lot of fun they like infuse a lot of like kind of like meta commentary and like mm. you know she's i think the the characters kind of genius because she's malleable she can be anything like
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's not there's not many boundaries to what she can be and even as the, the show goes on like we really get to like like the character and like she becomes more human mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and her thing is kind of like wanting to be more i think her and michael's stories are kind of similar mm-hmm. in that they both kind of want to be more human like obviously she doesn't have she's pretty neutral you know because she's not necessarily evil for doing you know creating this world but she she did have a hand in it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so she's like that character that gets reformed into being like a great you know like a a buddy type thing Mm -hmm. she reminds me a lot of marvin from uh hitchhiker's guide except she's not like depressed you know it's just kind of like the
2: I meant marvin the martian yeah. no, like, no 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 that- like <laughs> marvin the robot
1: from versus <laughs> yeah. yeah. like a sentient robot i mean obviously the janet's way more complicated yeah and mm-hmm. like it's way more fleshed out but like i was thinking about the evolution of like the robot sidekick mm. and it's it's kind of everywhere now like i think star wars does it all the time like uh, rogue one had one obviously c3po r2d2 but like i think that you know you you that character is kind of one-dimensional and i think janet is giving you know maybe marvin is like two-dimensional but janet feels like a full like real person you know mm-hmm. like a she's she's real complicated character. right mm-hmm. they're complicated <laughs> not a girl
2: <laughs>
1: what did you guys think about the jason relationship with janet
2: i hated that for a bit they put jason with tahani yeah I was like no he belongs with janet But I I love their relationship because like they balance, they balance out because I mean he's like supposed to be, I mean everyone like treats him like an idiot and like, yeah he can be kind of dumb, but like Janet like knows everything, everything in the world. And isn't that like something that they talk about like on the last episode? Mm Mm-hmm
3: yeah
0: she like when they're together she like turns everything off so she doesn't know everything yeah
1: you're talking about the what time is it yeah yeah she's like i'm sorry i do know what time it is i don't know (laughs) i don't know why i lied to you (laughs) uh yeah i mean i agree i I think that the pairing of jason with like like the smartest character with quote-unquote the dumbest character Mm -hmm. makes like they really do balance each other out and i think jason's a simple person you know like he likes what he likes. He knows what he likes. And he likes Janet. And he, like, he treated her like a person. Like, he's kind of, I think the show does a good job of, like, pointing out that, like, nobody ever asks the person or entity who does everything for you in this, you know, in this afterlife. No one ever really asked them how they're doing. And I think Jason did that. Mm-hmm. And that small act of kindness really, like, incited their relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it was always, like, adorable. Yeah, it was really sweet. Especially, like, the last moment, which we'll get into in the ending. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to say about Janet, just as a concept?
0: I think it also is, like, a great, like, a genius workaround to, like, low-tech and budgeting. It's like, she's not actually a robot.
3: Like, she doesn't have a costume. Like, she
0: wears one thing, like, one outfit the whole season. Yeah, I mean, the whole series.
2: Except for disco Janet.
1: Groovy. Groovy. Solid. (laughs) all it is is just the noise it's just like the iconic noise mm-hmm. like the i mean i don't know like a fucking yes. off-brand apple noise you like know siri
0: or alexa yeah
1: mm. which i think is like i think little shit like that really sells like how much world building there is in the show mm-hmm. like that's all you need to communicate that this is kind of like a character that can do anything yeah. you know um that's how she conjures up shit it's how she like just appears whatever it's, it's just like a fun little gag all right so let's get into the second season so so mm-hmm. eleanor and the gang team cockroach as they will be known in the second season <laughs> they decide to reboot michael decides to reboot you know to continue these experiments and as the first couple of seasons uh, first couple of episodes unravel we learn that Team Cockroach figures it out, like... Every time. eight hundred times. Every, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: My favorite time when they find it out was when Michael's just kind of, like, ranting about it in the office, <laughs> <laughs> and then Eleanor and walks in, and she's just like, uh, excuse me, did you just say I'm in the bad place? <laughs> I so like great. when they're wearing monk... like, their monk robes, too. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we're in the bad place. <laughs> or the jazz guy. He's like... I've yeah. written a three hour long spoken word jazz. And then Eleanor's just like, wait, 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 wait. We're in the
0: Those were all so great. They were so. It's also like. Yeah, like I like in the first season, I was like, this show like can't go that far without this like with this premise of Mm -hmm. like an outsider being in the good place, Mm -hmm. without it getting boring. And then at the end, I was like proven wrong. Like, oh, it's completely different. Yeah. And going into the second season, I was like, well, they can't make the whole season just a reboot of the first season. And so like they didn't. They just like, yeah, it was like wiped it out.
1: It was like a montage, right? Mm -hmm, Like a bunch of. Let me play it just so we can. Revisit it. Attempt
2: 57. Attempt 99. Attempt
3: 108. I've analyzed some recent data. Eleanor always seems to realize that they're in the
2: bad place just at the moment Excuse me.
0: Sorry, the door was open, so I just came in. Did you just say I'm in the bad place?
2: (laughs) Attempt 109. I've closed and locked the door. And we're ready to go. (laughs) This is your soulmate, Greg. This is your soulmate,
0: Glenn. This is your soulmate, Tahani. This is your soulmate, Lerf. This is your soulmate, the Golden Retriever.
2: Hang on. Wait a minute.
1: You know what? Holy smokes. This is the bad
0: place! This is the bad place! This is the bad place! This is the bad place! The pets getting angry! This is the bad place! Beef, 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 beef! Oh, this is the bad place!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also the one where Jason figures it out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that one yeah. really hurt.
0: Michael, <laughs> <laughs> you simply cannot expect Chidi to decide
3: whether oh, Ellen oh, is in me the No, no!
1: it. Is there something messed up with this place? We keep fighting with each other. None of the TVs get the NFL Red Zone channel. My soulmate doesn't even know who Blake Portals is. I know this sounds crazy, but I think we're in the bad place.
3: (laughs) Jason figured it out?
1: Jason? This is a real low point. Yeah, this one hurts.
2: That was great. So good.
1: Let's give it a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was just like i think the second season you just like like almost like a reintroduce to the show and like you're like this is there's just like having fun now like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the first season was like being careful not to spoil it you know like being yeah. careful not to find out what it is and they like i was surprised by how quickly things unraveled or like how quickly the show moved after the first season like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't remember that you meet basically the judge. I think by the end of the second season, and mm-hmm. then third season is when like they start to meet each other, mm-hmm. on the, in the in like the real world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, like I I think second season was just like I, I was already like way more into it because like mm-hmm. something about that twist just makes you like a fan all of a yeah. sudden. You're like if it, if if it's you're into respect, it, you know? if you're yeah. into it, you're like yeah, this is this is some tight shit, you know.
2: The thing I didn't like about the twist, though, is that, like, I feel like the show itself is notorious for having a twist. Mm. And, like, people always talk about, like, the twist. And so, like, when I it was, was like, hype. waiting for the twist, I was like, oh, no, like, they're gonna be in the bad place, aren't they? So, like, when uh. <laughs> when they uh. said it, I was just like, ah, uh, that was the twist. It was the hype.
1: Yeah. It was the Like,
0: hype. you knew it deep down in your stomach. Yeah. It was
1: the hype, though.
0: I mean, I guess
2: technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: that's fair. That sucks. I think that, that's spoiled. Yeah,
2: but it's By the you. journey. But it's the journey. Yeah. that's true. It was still it's the like the friends you enjoy. made along the way. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you you realize that like the twist is cool, but like now you're like, oh, I just love the show now.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm rooting for this team. Yeah.
1: Team Cockroach. Team Cockroach. So the second season, I think, deals with like this idea of uh, getting morally better, and can people change, mm-hmm. and we come to learn that they do after every reset. I think the reset was introduced in the first season when they reboot Janet, right? Yes. Yeah. And that I I didn't realize how much that idea stuck around throughout the entire series. The idea that if you get rebooted, you become a better person. Like almost like your cosmic self or like your forever or your soul kind of like still Takes yeah, there's all like residual lessons, right yeah i think that's the that's the first time they introduced the concept of like getting rebooted you know if you learn something in that reboot it just kind of like improves you little by little mm-hmm. and i mean we don't really get to see that i think until the third season because that's when like all the team cockroach like lessons from Cheaty and like shit like that it starts to put into into real practice are mm-hmm. you
0: saying cockroach
1: team cockroach sorry every reset they kind of get a little smarter like they understand they they figure it out every time like it's guaranteed because they i don't know there's there's something the show i think the, the show is suggesting that the characters improve slowly and then um so much so that michael notices and he kind of admires it and it's kind of the reason why he changes his like life course Mm -hmm. because he like starts to get impressed by the fact that like they're just figuring out every time Mm -hmm. um and i think that that's when we start to introduce like the idea of like michael getting like to be a better person Mm -hmm. and then we get into the idea of like changing the system the point system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what did you guys think of all that that i just mentioned
2: (laughs) i think michael is a great like indicator in the second season for why knowing like theory, like morality, like doesn't necessarily make a person good. Right. Mm. Because there's like a point where he's talking to Chidi, and he basically tells him like, I already know all this. Like like there's nothing that you can tell me that I don't already know. Yeah. But it was like the process of like him being part of Team Cockroach or right. like being around them. That like Did actually you say cockroach? Cockroach. Um, <laughs>
1: the fact that being around them... The
2: fact that being around them is, like, what actually caused them to become, like, more moral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More ethical.
0: Yeah. And also, like, he's a demon. Like, they introduce the fact that, like, death is an important part of what decides, like, what's right and wrong, too. No?
1: Yeah. I just had this thought right now, and I don't know if it's valid or I'm just high, but if you think about it as like death note where like demons are bored Mm -hmm. and he was so bored that he decided to create a new system like something about passivity and like no longer being invested in the thing that he's doing caused him to do something else like he's literally so bored he decided to torture these people in a special way Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm-hmm. which is similar to death note like he was so bored he's like i'm just gonna create a little destruction
0: yeah a little chaos
1: and i mean he he continues to be that like demon throughout all of you know the rest of the series like in the second season once they the kind of like yeah they start teaming up <laughs> Jesus. and he does like these fucking like experiments these like philo- philosophical experiments but he's really just torturing them mm-hmm. and yeah. he's also stalling because he doesn't know how to get to the good place. Like, he does the hot air balloon thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it gets into the idea of, like, well, who actually has gotten into the good place? And, like, who benefits from this system? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where the third season really picks up with, like, that idea. But did you guys want to say anything else about, like, second season getting to the judge and, like, dealing with the bad place a little bit? Sean, what do you guys think of Sean?
2: I think he plays the exact same character that he plays in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm. Nah, no. no. Yeah, he does. I mean, what yes, but about? also no. Butthole they're spiders? both. They're both so like hard ass. Yeah,
1: I think there's more Elitist. fun to this one though.
2: Yeah, there's. Well, I mean, there's definitely more fun to this one. Because
1: like the other one, because it's mundane. It's just like I just a snob. Yeah. yeah. Like, the other one talks about like butthole spiders and yeah, that's true. Bees with penises mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: And Zendaya versus Zendaya. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not that he would know,
1: yeah, the bad place uh is like basically all the non four characters
0: are all demons are all
1: demons, and it's like them doing cosplay or like in costumes or whatever, mm-hmm. and I guess this the second season really feels like a stage break where like you see you get they pull like the the wool a little bit mm-hmm. and or behind the curtain, and you see that it's just like a fucking play like it's yeah. like you know like they're putting on a show it's
2: a truman show
1: yeah yeah i think that's about the second season anything else you guys want to say about um, the second season?
2: i like that uh the bad place like was very like old-timey yeah like everyone mm-hmm. looks like they're from like the 50s or the 60s demon con i love the aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah. that's all i had to say yeah like and yeah. everyone looks so good like when they were like dressed up like all hot yeah. yeah, Jason looks so good. <laughs> he looks so fucking good. But then Eleanor looked really fucking cute, like, with her hair. Well, little, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And then that's also where they introduced the idea of, like, I guess moral relativism? Or, like, you know, like, yeah. doing a bad thing isn't always necessarily bad. Like, mm. lying to a demon isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lying to a Nazi isn't necessarily a bad thing.
2: Yeah, that was where Eleanor got into that argument with Chidi, because... Cheedy didn't want to like lie about who he was yeah when they were entering the bad place but and that then, al- yeah sorry and then eleanor calls him out like why they, like they're demons like they're trying to kill us why wouldn't you lie to them
1: right mm-hmm. and that that highlights the idea of like there's ethics and morals and practice yeah and then there's what it looks like in real life exactly mm-hmm. which is the classic fucking you know steal bread to feed your family kind exactly of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciate. I mean, like, it, like, also, like, they are really, like, they're talking about really complex topics. Yeah. And, like, in a way that is really digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Super Um, approachable. So it's like, I'm kind of learning something as I watch this, which is really
1: entertaining. Yeah. Who died and made Aristotle the king of philosophy or whatever? (laughs) Is that what she says? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plato,
1: Socrates. Oh, Plato, yeah. Or is
0: it vice versa? No, no, no. It's Plato. Okay, Socrates you know more was about this than I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So season three is fixing the system. So the humans get sent back to Earth. Uh, I think we focus on Eleanor. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I think it's at the end of the season two where she decides to watch the video mm-hmm. of what do we owe to each other? Yeah. Uh, Cheezy's speech you basically find out that the new system is going to be that the silver fox and Janet Ted Denton are going to monitor them and Michael gets so invested that he starts to like intervene with everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I I love that bit so much where like <laughs> he's got like different accents. <laughs> he's got, like, Australian Australian one. accent. <laughs> and he's like uh then he say like daddy-o or one- Oh no he's got like i forgot what he says he's got like a bunch he of he does them. say daddy-o yeah. yeah he
2: pretends to be like a oh like a talent scout uh, or something pizzazz. like that yeah.
0: <laughs> i remember like the talent scout
3: yeah but then Jason.
1: he kind of gets addicted to doing it like yeah he gets addicted to leading people on the right path right yeah yeah. Like he does it way more than he should and way more than the judge allowed. Because
2: initially he tells Janet like, oh, I'm just going to pop in really quick. Yeah. And he, he tells the doorman that he's going down like once. But then like he just keeps bribing the doorman with like little like frog, frog toys. Frog
1: memorabilia. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? Michael's a control freak.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Michael's entire story is about control. And his resolution as a character is relinquishing control. Because he knows sure. everything, and, like, he's bored by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's the mystery that, like, really is central to the character. You know, yeah. like, I I never thought about him as just, like, a control freak. Because he yeah. totally is. Like, yeah. even in that, in that moment where, like, he's trying to, you know, make sure they go down the right path. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's making sure that it, it happens the way he thinks it should happen. Yeah. Well, once the judge finds out, he stops. And by that point, all the characters are, like, met up in australia right yeah or new zealand australia. Or in australia with the boots and they just try to like he basically recruits does he recruit them or what does he do i forget i forget where it goes from there
2: basically when they go back down to earth they all like barely they have like near-death experiences yeah and, and that's like what
1: changes like puts their life on a you new. Know?
2: yeah and chidi starts like a study where he's talking to people who have had like, near-death experiences. Yeah. And that's how Michael gets them all to go to Australia to be part of, like, cheeties and... I, I forgot her name. Cheezy's girlfriend at the time? Fuck. To be part of their What's study. What's her name? Simone. Simone. Yeah.
1: So, but, okay. So, once they form that group, how do they get back to the, the good place?
2: They're basically all going to go their separate ways because Tahani's leaving Australia with some guy who she got engaged to. And they all go to Tahani's going away party. And at Tahani's going away party, Michael and Janet open a portal.
1: Mm, and they see? And
2: they all see. And because of that, like, the experiment is Is, like, like done. over, right? Yeah.
1: And then that's when they... And that's when
2: they go into Janet's void and yeah, they all die. To hide, right? Yeah.
1: But then after that is when they decide to, like, run another experiment with new new Mm -hmm. people and it's it's, uh the gossip columnist the brent asshole Mm -hmm. yeah uh simone and then chidi offers himself right yeah so i think that this is where we start to get into the idea of like the point system is like truly broken
2: yeah the judge goes down to earth for like a second yeah and she realizes like how like well, meaning humans are making decisions with yeah. like bad intentions because they end mm-hmm. up going
1: to Stephen Fry, uh, the like cal- the accountant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you meet Stephen Fry or not Stephen Fry? Stephen Merchant. The, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's not laughs> like Stephen that Fry. doesn't sound right. Stephen Merchant, the the dude from The Office. Yeah. Is he the the co creator? Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that that bit too because then you just find out that like no one has gotten into the good place for like 500 years yeah mm-hmm. and yeah like the whole shit is broken so then i mean like if you think about it like the show is really like they find a system they figure it out and then they recreate a system for themselves like it's it's i mean it is kind of just like fan fiction about like the afterlife so the point system is broken mm-hmm. we find out after the good place and it's because human life is too complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every like, choice. like
2: joke someone says where someone's like, oh, did you know that there's a chicken that if you eat it, it means you hate gay people? <laughs> Little chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah. But yeah, like it talks about like how. It's so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Maya Rudolph, we just got to take a sec to talk about how good Judge Jen, Hydrogen. Yeah. <laughs> just She she's so good. In this. She was great. She's like the highlight.
0: Yeah, I wish sometimes. she was around more, but at the same time, like I'm just grateful she existed.
1: Yeah, know? it just feels like just like a joy watching because mm-hmm. she also because she's obsessed with like TV. So like, oh my god, she just yeah. talks about like a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. uh, and
0: she's obsessed with Cheezy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> great bit. So I, the last episode, I mean, the last season. We don't have to talk about the whole thing, but we finally get to the good place Yeah, in the last season. After mm-hmm. the experiment works and it works out a little bit, they recreate the system, essentially, and they qualify to get into the good place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once they get to the good place... And I think this is, like, the meat and potatoes for me of the season. Because, I mean, you know, like, the season, the first the first half of the season is good, but once they get to the good place and, like, you interrogate the idea of infinity or eternity, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, this show is like really exploring like some some big concepts and you find out that like most people in the good place are just like boring like they're like apathetic husks.
0: yeah yeah A little zombies
1: yeah like uh we meet hypatia the hypatia of something and um. eleanor is like where do you get the of is it just like where you hung <laughs> out the bad. most or
0: <laughs> of alexandria
1: right yeah and she talks like she she forgot that she was a philosopher basically yeah she's like oh are you one of those uh think book -book man (laughs) uh read smart word (laughs) smart word (laughs) and i think that's like kind of hilarious like you have everything you want for an eternity that you just kind of don't care about like you lose Mm. your identity and i think that that is still addressing like At no point until the very last episode is there any rest for these characters. Like they Mm. never just get to kind of hang out. I mean, at at occasion, you know, Mm -hmm. like they'll have their moments. But even when they get to like the destination, to the namesake of the show, they have to fix it too because like they're just uninterested. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, the
0: system is broken so profoundly that even like in the good place. It's still kind of sh- like it's still shitty. Yeah, it's like not a perfect system at all.
1: Infinity ruins paradise.
2: Mm-hmm. It reminds you the the Black Mirror episode, the San Junipero one. Yeah, mm. where you get uploaded into the cloud and like basically you get to live forever, and then everyone just kind of like gets bored and either like they like end up like being part of like this. Crazy like sex cults, oh, okay. uh, club thing uh-huh. where like they just do all this like wild intense shit. Yeah, and like, that's just like to feel something. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean like I think uh, Hypatia highlights it because she's like, well everything's just a milkshake. Like you just you can have milkshakes all the time. Mm. Kind of yeah. shit.
0: You can orgasm every fifteen seconds.
1: Yeah, and I think I think <laughs> yeah the guy talks about he's like. We've been, I've been orgasming this entire time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I died a virgin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but it really picks up on the idea that like it's been 500 years since somebody's come here, and the people who are here don't even want to be here. Like they're just mm. they don't care about anything. Yeah. But I think that the show is like such I I, I don't know I really like that idea. Like what made this genius for me was in order to give infinity or paradise meaning you it needs to have an ending Mm -hmm. and i think that that's you know like what the show is about too like in order for this to matter is it has to end Mm -hmm. and i I honestly think that like this is one of the best sitcom endings i've seen like sure it's got the cheese and like the catharsis of giving characters peace but it felt like true respect for the characters yeah Mm -hmm.
2: i think i felt like it was always gonna lead up to this like, it was, like, like well-planned out, Does that makes sense. Like, sometimes, like, you watch, like, sitcoms and, like, it feels like they're ex- extended and, like, the endings, like, don't really... Match. Yeah, they don't really match. But, like, this feels like, like it was perfectly planned out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't
1: think they get to the good place until the last two episodes, basically. Yeah. What yeah. we've been talking about is the last two episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, I, I don't want to... I don't mean to take away from, like... The Brent stuff and, like, you know. Yeah. uh, I mean,
0: to be honest, like, I feel like that part of the season was kind of, like, it dragged on a little bit for me. Like, it was, like, ugh. Like, Like now we have to care about this whole new set of people. mm -hmm. And, like, why ultimately do we care? And, like.
1: But I I liked seeing. I love the idea that Eleanor could not be with the person that she wanted Yes, Like. You know, you still got to see Eleanor like reverse roles, you know, like it it was like a. I I feel like the show does this a lot. It revisits itself a lot. Like Mm -hmm. it's constantly bringing up itself. And in that way, like time, it's very timey wimey. It's like Jeremy, Jeremy you know, like you feel like you're in moments that have already happened multiple times Mm -hmm. and you get to revisit them from different angles. Mm -hmm. So I did like that part of the season but yeah i agree i mean brent isn't great but i did like I the think, gossip columnist was pretty funny yeah
0: that character was good and like simone is, is good too but i guess that's like just my biggest critique of it it's just ultimately i didn't really care about these characters and we spent a good amount of seat like of the season with them
3: mm-hmm.
0: and at the end like like simone like the simone cheaty thing didn't even really matter mm-hmm. yeah like they never really reckoned with that mm yeah um, that's true but like they have infinity so like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of things anyway
1: yeah like what happened to simone basically you don't know she was right? just around
0: was she yeah like she was in she was having dinner with them at the end
1: oh okay. they were just
0: she went through the system and she
1: yeah okay. she got to the
0: good place yeah But they never like interrogated that. Like Chidi just got all his memories back, and he's like, "Yeah, I love Eleanor."
1: But they did though, because like, she didn't want to be with him. Like uh, Simone says that she didn't want to be with him because they they broke up. Yeah, and I thought that that was like, you know, like they had to get rid of the character, and Mm -hmm. I thought that it was respectful of, of Simone because it's like Chidi wanted it. Like Cheney, just because he was told it he wanted it, like mm-hmm. he wanted that to be true because he i think he thinks he deserves to be in the good place mm-hmm. and to like have these things so i i mean I, I like that they gave her an ending, i guess not mm-hmm. not like an ending ending, but like they it was amicable, yeah. you know, like it wasn't just like ah fuck her she's her her use is is her, is done or whatever, yeah, you know, but i, I would have it would have been nice to like get. You know, like small endings for these characters too. Like even Derek got one. Derek is great too. One of the things we didn't talk about is the medium place. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's this this medium place that they hide out for a little bit
0: with one person living in there who's
1: very horny and wants to snort cocaine. <laughs> and she gets uh, she gets set up with Janet's uh, dot son boyfriend, son boyfriend, son boyfriend, <laughs> son boyfriend? <laughs> mommy girlfriend. <laughs> um who just she just keeps fucking him and rebooting him 151 million times
0: until he becomes one with the universe
1: universe, (laughs) basically but yeah so i i guess we could just move into like the idea so after they find out that the good place is kind of boring without an ending they decide to redesign the good place because Michael gets stuck with it and the people who are running it just, like, run off on him.
2: That was so fucked up. -hmm. But
1: kind of funny. Um,
0: Like, they were so useless. (laughs) They were.
1: Yeah, but, like, they start to just think about the idea of, like, adding... Like, mortality adds meaning to our lives. Yeah. Or adds meaning to the events of our lives, as the guy says. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. Like, I think... Just so much of the show just suggests that, like, this is a moment in time. Like, you're watching the show, it's a moment in time, and it's ending. And, like, the reason that it ended, I mean, the reason why it matters is because it ended. Like, you can have these moments with these characters and these people, and then it's over. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it ended is what makes it significant, you know? And I think that that was, like, really highlighted in the last episode when like each character gets their own moment
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah like the show is very much about the journey
1: yeah and it's got like the famous quote is uh he says every human is a little bit sad because you know you're going to die but that's what gives it meaning
0: yeah
1: and i thought that was like that's such a fucking like good quote you know like mm-hmm. I mean, um, and,
0: yeah like eleanor says that at the beginning like yeah. it, well in the second
2: season yeah she told it to michael
0: yeah right and like it continues on like yeah. it continues with that thesis that like things have to have an end for them to be to mean something yeah, yeah.
1: and then the last episode each character decides on their own time when they get to end it mm-hmm. and the first the last episode starts with jason who, plays, <laughs> who plays like a perfect game of Madden, mm-hmm. and then he's there with his dad, and then he just has like a moment of peace. He describes it right.
0: Yeah, where his the, he's yeah. The, I, I wrote the quote. Now. The air in his lungs. The
1: air inside my lungs was the same as the air around me
0: so profound yeah it really caught me off guard it like it caught me off guard the first time i watched it and like the second time i feel like it hit me even harder yeah
3: Yeah.
1: because there's there's such an interesting way that manny Jacinto plays jason Mm -hmm. we haven't really talked about him specifically or like outright but like Mm -hmm. the first time i watched it i'm like this is another kind of like tumblr wet dream Mm. because he like he's kind of kooky but he's hot Um, very hot right
2: very fucking hot all right okay keep in your pants
1: (laughs) color hair tumblr michelle yeah
2: yes (laughs) and um
1: but that like i think the first time i watched it i was like this is a little too cutesy." like Mm. they're making him out to be this character like it's such wolf wish fulfillment like he's kind of a a himbo he's kind of a himbo mm-hmm. you know yeah. like he just says like
3: um mm, you're pretty dope
1: you know yeah. like it's just like <laughs> he's your perfect boyfriend yeah but the second time around you know i feel
0: and the way he dies was pretty sad though like in the in the like first one, yeah on earth oh uh-huh. oh uh, yeah <laughs> pill yeah
1: shout Lippets. out pill boy but i think the second time i watched it i like respected the character like i there is kind of a like yeah he's he's a comedic relief like dumb guy but there is a a sincerity to him sometimes Mm -hmm. um and i think that like he says profound shit like that sometimes like yeah he has he has his wisdom the same way that eleanor does even though they're not like they're not think book smart man's or smart words brain words you know like Mm -hmm they're good people and yeah. like they have their own wisdom and he he ultimately comes with that shit and i was like god damn that's yeah. some like profound shit but i think for me i mean this is the concept that's like been in like hip-hop or like uh i think full metal kind of introduced a little bit but the idea that everything is everything like we are all the same uh like we're all made of stardust we're mm-hmm. all made like you know like we die we go into the world we go into we become energy or whatever it is mm-hmm. and it's like everything is connected um the next person who decides to end it all is mm-hmm. chidi and he's got an ala- analogy for it as well which is like the wave analogy mm-hmm.
0: well the next one is actually t- Tahani tahini but she
2: doesn't she doesn't really end it yeah. Though. Yeah. She
0: just. but that's well the next one to say her goodbye
1: okay so yeah. go ahead
0: to honey who finishes doing everything that she wanted to do fulfills her life in terms of like actually helping people and learning to do things that are worthwhile
1: but also just having a moment with her parents
2: mm-hmm. yeah and finally i guess being okay with her sister yeah uh-huh. achieving that closure and like
0: the love of the unconditional love from her family that she never grew up with. Right. Uh, and so she decides that it's time, time to go. But she realizes that she wants to still do more and
1: be an architect, be
0: an architect yeah. and design, be like the first human to actually design the, the, the world, good place. the good place, yeah. the testing grounds right. of the system, of the new system
1: yeah so chidi I, I really love the way that they introduce like chidi leaving because i think most of the audience is is uh they're aware
2: with, of it yeah mm-hmm. but like
1: they aligned with eleanor mm-hmm. like you see how t- how rough it is on her and like you see how everybody else is also invested in this except for janet but like eleanor mm-hmm. goes to to michael and he's like death Deathcon four, Deathcon five, like, yeah. cheating wants to leave, and then mm. Michael, Michael also is like, oh no, like we gotta prevent it, like well, what can wait. we do, you know? Mm. And like Janet is kind of, you know, she's she doesn't want, it. like she's just yeah. like I don't think this is a good idea, like it's it's. If he it's wants to
0: leave, he has to leave, and that's his decision. Right.
1: Yeah. Eleanor starts to notice that like he wants to go home early, and like he's tired, and mm-hmm. like he, uh, she, she like tries to create like a perfect day for him and shit, and. He just says, he basically tells her, like, you know, you can't, we can't keep out running this. Like, I think it's time for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she, bra- <laughs> she breaks down. Like, she's like, no, like, she can't, she can't come to terms with it. And she basically, like, what, what convinces her finally? I think it's the the last book. She reads, yeah, the book she
0: The What We Owe Each Other book.
1: Right. Which is, like, the idea of, like pick making morality
0: is an unending task
1: yeah like you're never gonna be able to fix it for somebody like you're not gonna mm-hmm. be able to to achieve it perfectly for everyone like it's different for everyone so she basically like had to let him go yeah and i, I don't think i paraphrase that very well but or like
0: moral justification yeah i think right like she can't justify having Cheaty stay because she's gonna be sad yeah. Cuz that's unfair to chidi Right. So, if it's unfair, that means that it's unjust and she has that's not a good thing to do. So
1: she has to let him go. Yeah. And then yeah, they have one more moment and he explains like the wave analogy. It's basically like the idea that like if you think of the wa- like an ocean. The waves crash and and
0: the wave is a wave like but you it, can measure it, you can it reflects light. It moves somewhere. But once it crashes,
1: that's it. It goes back into the the ocean and then it's gone. So he's like, thinking. I thought
2: of, the whole point was that it was never gone.
1: I mean, yeah, like it's not gone necessarily, but like
2: it returns. It back was to a the it ocean. was once
1: a once a wave, and it'll no longer ever be a wave, essentially. Yeah. Like every wave is different. Like it's yeah, it's just going back and joining the universe essentially. Yeah. Which is kind of what Jason did. Mm-hmm. Like he, he ended his time. I mean, we find out later that he didn't actually end his time, <laughs> and so Chidi leaves before Eleanor wakes up, and he just and he, he just, leaves
2: behind yeah. a, a sexy calendar, a sexy Jeremy <laughs> Barry <me> calendar. That's <laughs> so good.
3: It's
0: so good. It's so sweet.
3: Yeah, and I, and
0: like I also lo- like love their story because it shows like. They've spent, you know, thousands and thousands of years together, like thousands of lifetimes at this point, and still, like, their pursuit to trying to be good to each other, like, is like, never ending. Like, they, mm-hmm. they're they constantly working at it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Even though they've lived this long at this point.
2: Right. It goes back to where Cheaty asks michael if soulmates are real and then michael basically says like if soulmates are real then they're created and like that's kind of like what Cheaty and eleanor like did the whole series like they made they each, other each other into soulmates yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it was such a sweet moment when like he wakes up and it's like it's fucking cheaty time and he's like no i love you and she was like whoa like she had forgotten what it was like Oh, when he gets all his memories back. The cheaty episode, which is such a fucking great episode. Like, you know, you get to see... Because his origin story, and he gets off on it, is that he (laughs) was able to convince his parents to not get divorced. Like, he was able to present this. But then he finds out at the end of the episode, his parents didn't stay together because of his presentation. His parents stayed together because of him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... That caused them to, like, go to therapy and, like, you know, work on on the relationship. Like, there's symbolism or, like, uh, there's meaning in in all kinds of things. And I think that that can also be one of those, like, little essences that change, like, the trajectory of someone's life. Mm -hmm. And, like, these little moments are kind of what the show is about.
0: Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, Eleanor was also able to see, like, yeah, that story's super cute, but, like, you were eight. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You know, like, for... I, I think it was, like, such a powerful observation and also shows, like, how much they deeply care for each other or eleanor deeply cares for chidi Mm. that she's like yeah 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 like that's a that's a cute story but like at the end of the day you were eight years old and you had the weight of your parents staying together on your shoulders Mm -hmm. and that's super unfair
1: yeah and it was something that like he used in like his other relationships to like talk about how committed he was to this but i mean I, i think that his entire dilemma as a character is that like he can't solve problems by just reading and thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes decisions. Mm -hmm. And, like, by the end of the series, he orders fucking... He's like, we got to get to tiramisu. Mm -hmm. And, like, a small decision like that would have killed him. You know? Like, a small decision like that is what killed him.
0: I do think it's interesting. Sorry. I, I just remember. Like, no point did they ever... Like, were they ever, like... Oh, like, we're soulmates, so we have, like, marriage and religion didn't really play a big role right. throughout mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we should get, like, Chidi and Eleanor spent their, like, lifetimes together, yeah. their existence together. And they never said, like, oh, we should get married. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's a That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like... It it's not just focus on the idea like love isn't just marriage
0: yeah like they were just happy with existing next to each other yeah um mm-hmm. or even the concept of children like they're dead so they can't have children but like they led fulfilling existences without ever having to like even touch
1: on that subject you know yeah. what do you think of their chemistry because she asked me this when we were watching it what do you think of eleanor and chidi's chemistry do you think they have it do they know things? Let's find out.
2: I feel like the first season like it took me some time to kind of feel it. Yeah. Like I was just like oh like cool like they're buddies type of thing.
1: Yeah. I
2: think yeah. once you
1: asked me I started to think about it more.
2: Yeah. But I, I I, think they grow into it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's f- yeah for sure. Yeah I agree. Because like once you're in it you're like oh okay. They're I sweet. think the
2: show does a good job of
0: showing us why they're so good to like together like a little montage of like before Chidi has his memories er erased Mm -hmm. reminds us like, Oh yeah. Like they've lived like uh, 800 lifetimes together and they've like fallen in love in each one of those. The premise definitely
1: helps them along. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I think like as like as actors, I feel like they don't really have that like burning chemistry Mm -hmm.
1: yeah like jess and nick
0: yeah you know like i think there's no look the look the smoldering look was missing
1: i think part of it is chidi's character i mean i think he's kind of awkward sometimes and not just like just awkward i just think that some of the shit he says is kind of corny sometimes Mm -hmm. and i feel like that character is difficult to like kind of have those moments but i also think yeah for sure they don't i don't think they have the same kind of chemistry yeah but like so like when you asked me i was like yeah i guess i don't know sometimes i feel like they do but other times i'm like i don't even know if this is flirting right now <laughs> like <are laughs> yeah they you know right like when but like what do you expect from like a nerd flirting with like a hot girl you know that's 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 basically what i landed on
0: but i feel like I actually feel like it's a problem with all of the characters, like even Jason and Janet.
1: I think that they do have they do have
0: a, a bit, but like, there's something like not sexual about it. like, yeah, they talk about sex and like they, like they show them in bed together, but there's something strangely like, it doesn't feel like ooh mm-hmm. like naughty, like mm-hmm. it just feels like they're just saying it to say it.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's a very sexy show. <laughs>
0: yes,
3: no. no,
1: like I don't. I don't think it's. I like, mean, it's not like Jim and Pam like fucking Quaker shit. Like those fools never had sex.
0: I mean, it was weird that one time they did bring yeah. it up, and I was like, Ugh, I don't <laughs> want. <it." laughs> but I don't hear
1: that. for sure, the show isn't like super sexy. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about G D? I
0: I think he's he's also a really great character, and I love the fact that like he thinks that he's so good at the beginning like yeah my whole life was dedicated to like figuring out what like morality
1: is Salmon milk, yeah
0: <laughs> it's like it's 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 so ridiculous that he like can't for a second stop to think that like the way he led his life isn't the way that he like a yeah.
1: good
2: person leads his life or caused
1: mm-hmm. other people pain yeah through his indecision
2: i like that the way he went out was like Him basically making, like, such a strong choice. Right. Especially since, like, his character was, like, based off of, like, so much indecision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it finally, like, just hits him one day where, like, he decides, like, no, like, I have to go.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I didn't mention was that uh, he had known for a while. Yeah. Like, he was, like, I don't know, like, they wiped a lipstick or something, right? He's, like, I don't know what it was, but that's what caused it. And I just felt like, you know, I was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last two characters, and, or I guess we can talk about Jason. Uh, he forgot a pendant that he was going to give to Janet. Janet, and he just waits around for a thousand Beramis. But, you know, like they make a joke about it because all he did was just like walk around, be at peace, and like just think about infinity. Yeah. And he becomes essentially a monk. You know, like one of the videos we watched talks about how like every character became who they were in the beginning or like who they thought they were. Mm. Um, Eleanor ends up helping all these people. Jason becomes a monk, essentially. Chidi is finally a person capable of making decisions. And Tahani helps people Mm -hmm. in a way that's meaningful instead of like for clout. Mm -hmm. And I I want to get back to Janet because I have a theory as to like what her ending is
3: mm-hmm.
1: or not a theory but like what what i liked about it so eleanor has two people that she has to help which is mindy mm-hmm. st Clair and michael mm-hmm. uh he after she does those two things she's allowed to finally have her piece but mm-hmm. helping michael is she realizes all he really wanted to be was like a real boy
0: mm-hmm.
1: what do you guys think of that
0: I thought it was such a sweet ending for him. I mean, I I sound like a broken record saying this. I'm like, yeah, it's a sweet ending.
1: It's but all of them
0: were so, so sweet and so thoughtful. And we already talked about how, like, he wanted to be a human from the beginning. Like, he, like, was obsessed with, like, humanity and, like, the mundanity of humanity. Yeah. And so it made perfect sense that, like, his ending is finally being human.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no training wheels there's no like interference like there's a there's finality and there's mortality
0: yeah and like he finally can like his decisions are finally like his own decisions that like he can be a good person you know like he can make decisions that make him a better person on on earth or make him a bad person on earth right but that unknowing that like mystery is what kind of keeps him going and excited yeah. to live.
2: Yeah, I think it's just because like, like as a demon, like he just like lived so long that kind of like the like what was going on in heaven, he just kind of reached a point where it was just boring.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and like, like Caesar was saying earlier, like yeah, like Michael being a control freak, mm-hmm. and like he was finally like able to, like, just kind of let go in a sense. Yeah. Because, like, so much responsibility, like, fell on him throughout, like, the whole series. So, like, first he was the architect building this uh, new bad place. The torture system. And then he was, like, in charge of, like, showing how the point system is flawed. And then he was...
1: He got stuck with the good place.
2: Yeah, and then he was forced to take over the good place and fix that. And it's like he's finally able to just be. Yeah, have the mundane.
1: Yeah. And once, you know, Eleanor finally has her moment, the ending is just she becomes, she joins the universe and she becomes, you know, energy and essence that leads a mundane membership card to To Michael's house, and he gets to like say this meaningful "Take it sleazy," and that's kind I of the this end. This
0: with all the wisdom of the universe, yeah. Take it sleazy,
1: and it was such a like. It was such a good callback because, like, you f- you kind of forget it, and then you are like, "Yeah, that's this is super sweet moment, super sweet, it's so sweet." I cried when I, first
3: I cried
1: watched too. it. I mean, like, what it really is, I think, is like. What Chidi says is, like, paradise or the good place is just having all the time with the people that you love. Like, really getting to spend whatever time that you feel like you want to spend with them, and then Mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah. But to answer the idea of Janet, I think that she's pivotal to everyone's ending. Because it's that small moment that they have with Janet that, like, meant a lot like yeah. seeing her i mean it is kind of tragic if you think about like janet's ending yeah because like
2: she basically just watches all her friends leave yeah and she doesn't really have that option
1: right i mean but there was a little bit of uh there was a sweet moment where she has with jason and she's like you know i'll always have you in my mind because i can replay this like i, I experience time differently so i can mm-hmm. when i i i can always feel like i'm i'm with you kind of
0: whenever i think of you it's like i'm with you yeah like there Mm
1: -hmm. is a deep loneliness but i also think that she was like this one of the sweetest characters and like she gave them all like individualized advice that was more than just a robot not a robot you know Mm -hmm. and it was those moments that really like highlighted that like that this time that you had with your friends is over and it was meaningful. But yeah, for sure there is like a little bit of sadness to the character. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. some Dr. Manhattan shit, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I think like she's also cognizant of that. Like,
1: I mean, she technically has Tahani still.
0: Yeah, Tahani's yeah. still around. And Michael will come back eventually. Right. But like that's also just like it's her reality. Like she isn't human. She just exists. And she might never not exist.
1: Yeah. I, for a second there, when Jason came back, I thought they were going to do a you get to come back when you feel like it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was actually just that he was just hiding in the bushes or whatever. <laughs> and then I also thought, I was like, oh, okay, they're not doing it this time. But then when I saw Eleanor like join the universe, I was like, oh, they're going to do like a reincarnation thing. Mm-hmm. We don't know that they didn't do that. But. You know, like, who's to think that that is isn't possible? Like, I don't think the show is concerned with like giving you defined answers of things, but yeah, it yeah. is—it is there to like give you solace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it does it in like a very respectful way. Like, it doesn't feel too cheesy for the characters. Like, it feels it feels like a sweet moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. That's the good place pod. <laughs> what would you What would you rate the series? Over
0: five. On? Five. A perfect show. I, I
1: knew that this would be like your your bag for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then you, you were like, I don't know. But like, how does this. How does this first, like, during the first season, you're like, I don't know. We haven't really.
2: Yeah. No, in the first episode, I didn't yeah. really like it. But then uh, once I started watching it, I'm like,
1: okay. So, <laughs> right. how does this fit?
2: Are you going to. Like, the office. The, the, uh-huh. and, it's. I like it better than uh, Parks, definitely. Okay. The Office. Okay, the show itself is better than The Office, okay. but The Office holds like a special like place in my heart. Means more to you, yeah, exactly. But I think I it laughed is a more show. at The
1: Office. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah but they also had more tries. Yeah. Because it was like <laughs> five times as long.
0: Yeah, I don't think that this show is like the funniest show.
1: Um, but sometimes it was. But sometimes it's pretty it hilarious. Was I hilarious. feel like
0: the world it created is so unique and like the language that they like got going and the chemistry was like so unique that it felt like once you were in it, it felt like, oh yeah, like they're my friends and like mm-hmm. this is how they talk.
1: It also felt and, like you're like having a good time. It it welcomed anybody into the mm-hmm like the fandom i guess you know like i think that ted lasso is also similar like it's you know there's hype for sure but you're there for the sincerity and it's it's very welcoming like it welcomes you into this world and you know you end up not feeling terrible after you know like Mm -hmm. i think a contemporary is like bojack which also deals with the idea of like death and shit and this one Gives you a more hopeful answer. I don't think it's telling you that this is definitive. It's just telling you that this is the way you choose to look at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
2: It's so wholesome. Right. And it kind of like... Comparing it to BoJack. I feel like BoJack kind of like leaves you feeling like empty in a sense.
1: Well, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It, it doesn't give you finality. But
2: anymore. like this is like... Complete opposite of that. Like you just feel warm i guess inside mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i think i'd i think i'd probably go 4.5 no maybe f- i don't know cuz i love the show but there's I a do couple a 4. things 4.5 yeah
0: 4.8 because they're both haters
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: i do think like i already said it like that like the simone brent thing i was like eh. Mm-hmm. i like that it like you can watch it you can like turn it on and be with your friends and it just like it just kept going too like i think the problem with parks and rec for me is that it like was going on for a while Mm -hmm. um and it felt like okay like what like why why are we gonna Keep watching this, mm. yeah, for like, so long. Like the fake. Like conflict. where
2: is this going? Yeah,
0: and, and I think that this always had a clear, maybe not a clear, but like
1: I think it was pretty clear.
0: It was innovative. Like yeah. every season was different, and the end felt like this is where we we wanted to end up in the first place. Yeah. Like this is by design where we wanted to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the show. I think it's one of the the greatest. Of you know the last decade for sure, yeah. I think I'm most attracted to it's. To Timothy Elephant. Yeah, and Timothy (laughs) Elephant, but I'm most attracted to like the fact that it ends and like it's short and it just feels like such a well-constructed little package, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's over. I've, I fear that there might be a spinoff because I feel like there's room for it. No you don't think so
2: i just don't want it i mean i don't necessarily (laughs) want it either but i feel
1: like maybe
0: with like maybe that's what they were thinking with like tahani
1: that's what i'm saying
0: but like Mm. with jamila jamil i I don't think that they would want they tried to (laughs) spin
1: off the office with the fucking farm show and it Mm. did not go i i I don't know i hope not but i feel like why wouldn't they if there's if michael schur is down and like i'm sure the other actors would do it you don't think so
2: i feel like it's done like what would the plot even be with Tahani?
1: I I don't know. I, I'm not saying that I I want it. I'm just saying that I could I like could it see could it.
2: Like it could in a few years. Yeah. I can't see it. Plus, uh, I mean, not to be a dick, but Tahani was like the least. Yeah. Likable character. Lokes. Yeah.
1: She was funny sometimes, but she's like more rough from. Uh,
3: from Shit's from Creek? Creek. I liked Moira. I better.
1: I hated Moira. But yeah, thanks for listening to the Good Place episode. This is the Good Place episode. This is Pile of You're listening to Pile of Voice right now. Um, (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I love the show. I think people should watch it because I think it's still Like, a lot of the concepts are very strong. And Mm -hmm. the writing is really good. And it's just so fun. Like, once you're in it, you're just, like, having a blast. Mm -hmm. And it's so creative and imaginative. And, like... There's a fucking episode where, like, they make... A Frankenstein unicorn, like this is like wild. <laughs> shit you know, it's just a really fun time.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Anything else? Loved Last it. words.
1: Sweet.
2: Take it sleazy. Take
1: it sleazy. Take it sleazy. Take it sleazy. <laughs> Take it sleazy. All right, guys. Peace. Take it sleazy.
2: Bye. <laughs>